When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people... It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. KFI AM640. You're listening to the John Cobell podcast on the iHeartRadio app. We're on the radio from 1 until 4, then after 4 o'clock, John Cobell's show on demand on the iHeart app. Attention, everybody. Uh, starting this minute, there is a poll at John Cobell Radio on Twitter or X. And you can make a choice who you'd like as the next L.A. County District Attorney. We put George Gascon on the list along with his 11 opponents because the weird thing about doing a radio show is um, you don't really know. We've had a lot of the candidates on. I, I mean, a majority of the candidates running we've had on. But you don't know who's connecting with the public or not. Uh, I've, I've met a number of the candidates in person. I, I went to see them. They came in the studio talked on the phone, and I have in my mind a pretty clear idea who the best of the lot is. Some of the candidates are, are, are well-meaning and they say the right things, but they either don't have the name recognition, they don't have the money, they don't really have hope of beating out you know 10 other people to get one of the top two slots on March the 5th. And 
Gascon is exceptionally weak. Gascon has only 15% of the vote in whatever polls there are. And less than a 25% approval rating. So clearly he can be beat in November. It's possible that he could be in first place after the March primary, only because he, there's only two candidates on the progressive side. And he's the most well-known. And there's always going to be a hardcore progressive element in Los Angeles County who wants to destroy our life, uh, clearly. You know, we've got several socialist city council people in L.A. we got a uh, city controller who's a socialist. Uh, and, and Gascon is part of that crowd. You know, he was, he was close friends with Bass up until his brand became real toxic. So it's, it's difficult to tell who's breaking through. It seems like everybody I run into in life wants Gascon out. Two-thirds of people polled don't know who they want to vote for. And so over the next three weeks, we have 22 days, we're going to try to pare down the list here. Uh, uh, there's two slots for 12 people. And some of the candidates are not well-funded. If, if, if one candidate has over a million dollars in donations and another candidate has uh, 50000 well... The candidate with 50000 is just not going to do well. you got to be able to buy some media time on radio and television. You have to. That's the way it goes. Um, I, I, out of the ones we interviewed on the air, every one of them is saying the right thing. So when we get down to saying, okay, here's, here's the top candidates, it's not a slight against anybody that we don't put on the list. It's just simply there's, there's only two slots here. I would like the final two slots both to be not Gascon. That would be ideal. And then we could have two good people fight it out between now and November. To be honest, if it's just one good guy or good woman against Gascon, makes a lot of people nervous. Because I'm convinced there was enough, uh, there were enough signatures to recall Gascon. I'm sorry, I, ju I just don't believe the number of, I just don't believe that that recall signature gathering analysis was on the, was on the up and up. They threw out, they threw out thousands of signatures that seemed way over the top, really ridiculous. And I don't, I don't trust the system. I don't trust uh, the vote counting system with mail-in ballots and with ballot harvesting where you can go door to door with ballots and cajole people to vote. They really do this, especially the progressives. They go door to door. They talk to people who are barely engaged or barely speak English, or maybe they don't speak English at all. And they, they give them a ballot and say, here's who you could vote for. There's a lot of that going on. It has gone on for several election cycles. It has had a material effect on who got voted in, especially locally. So it's a real thing. I imagine if Gascon gets in, he's going to fight a very dirty campaign. I think they're going to dig things up going back to opponents' kindergartens and uh, and, and lie about him. Uh, Gascon has no trouble lying. I'm sure the sociopaths he hires to run his campaign will have no trouble lying. And, 
you know, we, we have a situation where the electorate that created Gascon, the electorate that, that created, gave us George Gascon, Eric Garcetti, that goes for Gavin Newsom, heavy, that, that put Mike Bonin into office on the West Side twice. Just think of this, okay? Gascon got in. Garcetti got in twice. Bonin got in twice. Heavy for Newsom twice. We still have that same electorate. It, it took people dying. It took people being terrified of going out shopping and going to dinner. It, you have a smash and grab robbery featured on the news most nights now. You needed tens of thousands of drug addicts, mental patients, and vagrants piled up on the streets before people would even consider, hey, hey, maybe the DA is part of the problem. I mean, he's got the original sin hanging around his neck, George Gascone. He wrote Prop 47, which is the root of all the decay and, and the crime wave that we're all dealing with, the quality of life issues here. So under no circumstances should anyone, unless you want to destroy the city and the county, nobody should vote for Gascone, but who to replace? So I want to get a handle on what our audience is thinking. I mean, our audience, of course, is only a portion of the grand voter group out there, but just want to see. So you go to at John Cobalt Radio, at uh, Twitter, X if you prefer, and place your vote. This is a 24-hour poll, and at 1 o'clock tomorrow, we'll close the poll and issue the results. Just going to read them. This is uh, not scientific, obviously. This is just to get a sense of the listenership. So if you have a Twitter or X account or you want to set one up and then vote, it's at John Cobalt Radio. And uh, tomorrow, in 24 hours, we'll tell you uh, what, the, uh, what the verdict is. Now, today uh, at 4 o'clock, uh, a lot of the... Uh, Candidates are getting together for a debate uh, put on by L.A. City College, the L.A. City Attorney Coalition, League of Women Voters, the ACLU, and other organizations. And uh, many of the top candidates will be there. Uh, but, I mean, just to review, no Gascon, and by the way, no Jeff Shemarinsky. He has been accurately described as a mini Gascon. He's got the same policy, policies. He's just... Uh, more soft-spoken, somewhat friendlier than Gascon, but really, there is maybe only a ten percent difference in their policies. So, if if you see that name Shemarinsky, that's definitely a no. Avoid those two. And if uh, somehow people could coalesce around uh, two candidates and they finish one two, then life will get better in Los Angeles. So I, I don't know, you know, uh, we've, we've done the best we can with all the interviews we've had. Uh, it's been hard to find the candidates on television. Uh, there have been a couple of debates you can access either on TV or uh, streaming. Uh, there's very little coverage since we don't have a daily newspaper that covers L.A. anymore. It's really, it's really, a, it's, a, it's a tough go. Oh, by the way, speaking of newspapers, the L.A. Times hit an all-time bottom this morning. On their front page, I'm scrolling, and I see they have a Super Bowl story. And the headline said, has a Super Bowl ever gone into overtime before, right? I hit the story and was posted at 6.57 yesterday. And it says, 
Well, the Super Bowl right now between uh, the 49ers and the Chiefs is tied at 16-16 and could go into overtime. <laughs> I'm looking at this. <laughs> this, this. This was 18 hours ago. 18 hours ago, they still had the story on the front page that the that it was tied at 16-16. I... Uh, and actually, it was at nineteen nineteen when it was, went into overtime. I was going to say. <laughs> so they don't have a guy at the L.A. Times to even watch television and update the score. Well, they, they laid off the entire sports staff. Apparently, they did. What I noticed, yeah, the whole staff is gone, right? They don't have a sports yeah, no, section anymore. No, they got rid of the entire sports section. Yeah. So they didn't have one guy, I don't know, somebody's kid. Just, hey, watch the game, and when the score gets updated, post it on the and, – and I noticed last week with, with with Biden, after that report came out that he's senile, and after Biden came out and proved it to the world, they didn't have a story on that till the next morning. Where in the New York Times had five stories on it right away at the top of the page. LA Times had nothing. They are no – they're like a weekly. They <laughs> They don't do breaking news anymore. They don't even do news that's 18 hours old. So that's what we're dealing with here, getting coverage of the uh, DA's race. All right. You're listening to John Kobelt on demand from KFI AM 640. Once again, if you're just joining us, uh, we have a poll going on at John Kobelt Radio on Twitter, at John Kobelt Radio on Twitter, or X. And uh, we have all 12 candidates uh, for L.A. County District Attorney. We listed Gascon and everybody else. Just curious. Um, among the uh, kind of people who are... Uh, uh, engaged enough to uh, follow what we've done here with the uh, candidates and uh, you want to vote online, you got a Twitter account, uh, vote. And we got a 24-hour poll. Just see what it, uh, it's not a scientific poll, obviously, but just uh, just for fun, really. Would you like an early return? Yes, I would like an early return. Well, Gascon has the lowest amount of votes. <laughs> it's a shock. Uh, and John Hatami right now is uh, the leading vote getter. Yeah, that, that's not surprising either. Um, you know, I wish we'd broadcast to the people who would vote for Gascon, but um, most Gascon people don't uh, listen to us. I'll tell you what we're going to do later in the show, though, is um, we're going to spend a segment or two taking calls. You can call in and tell us who you're going to vote for and why, and we will welcome pro-Gascon calls along with everybody else. Uh, now... Last Thursday will <clears throat> go down as a day of infamy in the Biden White House. Um, and we all know the story by now. The uh, special counsel investigating why he <clears throat> had those classified documents uh, scattered about his properties. Uh, the special counsel said, you know, we might try the president for holding on to the classified documents, which is a violation of the law. But we don't think he's mentally competent to stay in trial. That's that's what he that's basically what he wrote. You know, we we might have prosecuted him here because clearly he willfully took the documents, but no jury's gonna convict a man that soft in the head. And this sent everybody in politics and media, all the apologists, all the bootlickers, butt kissers. Knob slobberers, all the people who specialize in the media of giving tongue baths to idiot politicians. Well, they didn't know what to do. 
And uh, for a while, everybody went into dial. No, he's not. No, he's not. That's unfair. That's wrong. That's gratuitous. And then Biden, the genius he is, goes out and proves the special counsel right. Gives that ridiculous press conference, yells at everybody, mistakes the name of uh, the president of Egypt for the president of Mexico, and also forgets where he got his uh, son Bo's rosary while he was denying that he'd forgotten what year his son died. Look, he doesn't remember what years he was vice president. And if the White House wants to release videotape or audio tape to prove otherwise, have at it. You know they have a recording of this. If he wasn't completely senile, they would have released it by now. But they never will. Boy, I wish somebody would leak that. But you know what? Thankfully, we've come to a day where most of America doesn't give a crap what political people think, whether it's politicians or staff members or it's all the liars and frauds on uh, on television and who write for news sites. Because uh, according to ABC News, Ipsos, they had a poll and 86 percent of Americans think Biden is too old to serve another term as president. Eighty six percent. That is an astonishing number. To get most people to agree on a political issue like that, 86%. And by the way, too old is being used as a catchphrase. It, the, the actual age is not the point. I, I, I hear frequently uh, on television and radio people in their 80s who are quite coherent and sharp. Biden just doesn't happen to be one of them. It's not that he's 81. It's that he's got dementia and it's progressing noticeably from month to month. Uh, also, 59% think both he and Trump are too old. And uh, in fact, uh, if you take Trump by himself, 62% think Trump's too old. So you got 80% who think Biden's too old, 62% who think Trump is too old, and 59% who thinks they're both too old. 73% um, of Democrats think Biden is too old. Now, when you have 73% of your own party, roughly three-quarters of your own party saying, we don't want to vote for this guy, are they actually going to put him up on the, put him up uh, to run in November and think something good is going to happen for Biden? What, what, a, what a sorry, stupid system. You have a candidate that the whole world knows is senile, and it's like, well, you know, according to the rule or rules of convention and our primary deadlines, it's like, stop it. Stop it. He's, he, his brain is shot. You think he's making it to age 86 like this? 86? He'd still be president? You think he's going to be alive in 2029? Really? And then you have uh, another one with mush for brains as vice president? But I was just stunned. 86% of Americans think he's too old. So... He needs, he needs to go. God knows what's going to happen this year. Around the world. We've got, nobody, we've got nobody driving the car anymore. There's nobody home. All right. When we come back, I've got somebody coming on. Right, don't, oh, yes, yes. Speaking of what's going on in the world, we're going to talk to Jordana Miller from ABC News. We've had her on frequently. He's gonna, she's going to be reporting from Israel. Um, Israel rescued two hostages today. And killed 67 Palestinians in the process. There's also reports about how they found um, 
uh, a lot of Hamas terrorists underneath the U.N. agency headquarters in Gaza. So we'll talk about all this coming up after the news. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm gonna talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. You're listening to John Kobelt on demand from KFI AM640. We're on the radio from 1 until 4, and uh, after 4 o'clock, John Cobalt Show on Demand. Now, we were telling you we've got a, a poll on Twitter, X, uh, at John Cobalt Show, at John Cobalt Show, and you could pick at John Cobalt Radio. Sorry. Oh, God. I'm not made for this world. I am not made for the modern world. At John Cobalt Radio, all right? And you go to at John Cobalt Radio, and you'll see at the top there are uh, choices for district attorney. Now, the way Twitter works is we had to break up the 12 candidates into three uh, divisions of four each. So you can choose whoever you want out of the 12. The way it divided, though, uh, it, it, it adds, it creates percentages depending on what uh, group your candidate is running in. So ignore the percentages on the far right. We will calculate everything for tomorrow at 1 o'clock and give you the result. So just vote for the person you want out of the 12 listed. Ignore those percentages on the right. It's just a quirk of the way Twitter does these things, all right? They're, they're not accurate. Uh, let's talk now to Jordana Miller with ABC News. 
And uh, big news today is uh, oh, a number of things going on. Israeli forces rescued two hostages today. Uh, let's talk about it with Jordana. How are you? Hi, I'm good. It seems fitting because uh, the rescue mission could have been right out of a Hollywood film. Um, you know, just before 2 a.m., Israeli special forces and commandos uh, encircled a residential building in the heart of Rafah. That's the large city that sits uh, in southern Gaza, right near the border with Egypt. Uh, they blew through the entrance of the building, went up to the second floor based on intelligence, raided an apartment. We understand within a minute they uh, could identify the Hamas captors who weren't, you know, who, who didn't have their arms uh, on them, physically on them. They killed three guys, uh, and there they freed the two Israeli hostages who were not young, one 60 years old, one 70 years old, they threw vests on them and repelled them off the balcony of this uh, apartment from the second floor, which they had studied, down to an alley where other Israeli soldiers were waiting for them. Um, and within about 10 minutes from there, they were whisked into a helicopter uh, and flown to northern Gaza. And just about an hour later, a little bit more than an hour later, they were already safely back in Israel. Uh, and they saw their families in the next half an hour. Uh, they are in good condition, according to the doctors, after initial tests. Um, you know, they they are very thin and weak, but they're not. Their lives are not under duress or in threat, under threat. And you know, Israel learned about this. We all did very early this morning. And uh, you know, it's been a little bit of light in a very dark story here since October 7th. Uh, the operation was a success. No Israelis were injured, um, but the intense airstrikes that provided cover for the commandos who had those hostages uh, and the airstrikes to divert and prevent Hamas from coming to the area, those airstrikes that, were, that targeted Hamas uh, facilities killed 70 uh, Gazans. That is about as dramatic a rescue as I've ever heard. Yeah, <laughs> it was really out of the movies, and I'm from LA, so yeah, I know a good, I know, I know a good film or two. Yeah, uh, so they ended up killing. Uh, well, you said seventy Palestinians uh, in I, the I, uh, airstrikes. Yeah, yeah, and and these seventy were all uh, near where the hostages were held in custody. That's right. Right. They were not. I mean, we specifically asked the Israeli army about this. You know, were the these airstrikes were not indiscriminate fire around. They were hitting based on intelligence. They were hitting Hamas uh, targets or in and around uh, this residential building uh, and in some areas where the Israeli forces had entered Rafah. And Rafah is the last Hamas stronghold. In Gaza, is that right? That's right. That's what right. That's what the Israeli army and the prime minister call it, and we can understand why. Because in Rafah, there are still intact Hamas battalions that have not yet uh, been in combat with Israeli soldiers. So it is the last stronghold. Also, uh, not mentioned maybe enough is the fact that Rafah also, uh, because it is on the border 
there is an area of, uh, I mean, it is rife with cross-border tunnels, uh, which Israel is eager to uh, destroy, control. Uh, They don't want any more arms or militants getting into the Gaza Strip. Egypt destroyed some of them. Israel wants to get there and see what is there. So strategically, we can understand why Israel wants to reach the Rafah area. The problem, of course, is that there's over a million Gazans there that have fled other parts of uh, the Strip. They are sheltering there. There's 10 cities uh, that have basically gone up. And, you know, the Israeli prime minister has now been very clear that uh, Israel is going to, you know, evacuate and and put into uh, put into a plan. Uh, uh, they are going to put a plan on the table to give uh, hundreds of thousands of Gazans safe passage uh, north. We don't know exactly where yet. Um, and and exactly how they're going to do that. But there will be no massive military operation in Rafah before uh, the majority of the 1.2 million Gazans have left the area. So that means not for several weeks will we see a major operation in in, in Rafah. Jordana, thanks very much. I know you are on a hard time limit here. So we thank you for giving us a few minutes and coming on here at KFI. Uh, Jordana Miller, ABC News correspondent, reporting out of Jerusalem. And if you just tuned in the middle, Israeli forces rescued two hostages today. Really dramatic rescue from an apartment that was heavily guarded, a densely packed neighborhood on the Gaza Strip, and uh, and grabbed them and had them repelled down the side of the building while being fired on. 70 Palestinians killed airstrikes uh, all over the neighborhood. Uh, it was a uh, quite a uh, Hamas stronghold in that neighborhood. Um, now, the second part of the story that she mentioned, uh, there's over a million Palestinians living in the town of Rafah, and that's where this rescue happened. And uh, it's where a lot of Palestinians fled. It's down on the south end uh, towards Egypt. And they already, many of these people fled their towns in the north, and now they're going to have to flee the south. I don't know where they're going to go because their their old hometowns are mostly rubble now. But as you heard Jordana say, Israel has said they're going to give these uh, people safe passage somewhere, and uh, before they try to uh, destroy what's left of Hamas in Rafah. Of course, you know Hamas could uh, just surrender already, have all the terrorists come out and. But I guess they're not going to do that. Uh, By the way, if you ever had any doubt the United Nations is one of the most disgusting, corrupt agencies in the history of mankind, uh, here was more proof. Uh, One of the United Nations uh, related agencies is called UNRWA. It stands for United Nations Relief and Works Agencies. Uh, They have buildings in Gaza City, and they, uh, they found... Tunnels and subterranean chambers beneath the UNRWA buildings in Gaza City. Yes, the Hamas military had an extensive compound beneath the UN agency headquarters. Rows of computer services, uh, servers. Uh, And Israel says these computer servers were an important communication center and intelligence hub 
for Hamas. So Hamas had a major military operation right underneath the UN agency. They even were using electricity from UN's power supply. And you know, they, they found that uh, a, a, a certain percentage of employees with the UNRWA were actually Hamas terrorists. Now, there, it is impossible to believe that the people who run the UN didn't know that Hamas had an extensive uh, tunnel and communication center underneath their agency building in Gaza City. That's uh, just not possible because they were using a lot of electricity. And this is why Israel uh, is going to continue attacking here. Uh, UNRWA, their job is to look after displaced Palestinians. And uh, some of the Israeli leaders say that UNRWA ought to be abolished because uh, they're a front for, for the terrorists. Um, so the, the, I think it's pretty clear that there's nothing that's going to get Israel to stop destroying Hamas. And uh, I, I, don't, I don't think they're listening to old Joe criticizing them either because Joe probably doesn't even remember from day to day whether there is a war going on. In Israel. All right. When we we'll have more when we come back at uh, two o'clock. Uh, last week there was uh, a debate between Gascon and many of his uh, competitors, and a woman spoke and challenged Gascon. Her name is Emma Rivas. Her son was murdered in 2016, and uh, Gascon refused to prosecute the killer by using uh, gang enhancements. And Emma was really upset, and it led to quite a moment. Uh, in fact, uh, Eric, get that, get that moment because I want to I want to play that too when she comes on. Uh, if you go to our uh, Twitter page, our X page at John Cobalt Radio, we have a poll, and we have all twelve candidates vote for one of the twelve for district attorney. Ignore the percentages on the right side of the screen; those are not accurate. Uh, it's just Twitter forces up uh, forces us to break up. Uh, 12 candidates into three groups, and that's just the best we could do on short notice. So vote for one of the candidates, ignore the percentages on the right, and we are going to give you the real final totals tomorrow at 1 o'clock. It's a 24-hour poll. You're listening to John Kobelt on demand from KFI AM 640. We'll keep uh, telling you about this uh, all afternoon. Want to get a sense of how you all feel about the uh, L.A. County District Attorney race, George Gascon against 11 others. So we have a poll at John Cobelt Radio on Twitter, X. And uh, if you have an account, uh, you could vote. All 12 candidates are listed. Uh, we had to, because of Twitter's format, break them up into three divisions. So ignore the percentages on the right hand of the screen. They're, they're, uh, they don't mean anything. Uh, so just do your vote, and we're going to total everything up and give you the, uh, the outcome tomorrow at 1 o'clock. So do the vote, ignore the percentages on the right side, and uh, let's see what the, the uh, KFI audience thinks about this race. We're also going to try to get some calls in later in the show where you could uh, tell us who you're voting for and why, because it's only 22 days to go. Uh, and then, uh, again, after uh, 2 o'clock, uh, Emma Rivas is going to be on. Her son murdered in 2016. She confronted Gascon at a debate last week in Beverly Hills because her son was killed by a gang member, and Gascon refused to prosecute the killer with gang enhancements. And that is one of the uh, big issues in this race. Now, 
There is a new pox on the scene. Have you heard? Uh, how many poxes do we have? We have, we have chicken pox. Mm -hmm. We have monkey pox. Although that's called M pox now. Yeah, because we don't want to offend monkeys. Right. Right. Is that yeah? Is that the reason? Apparently, the <laughs> monkeys defamation union. I was going to file a lawsuit. Well, Alaska pox. Um, only the seventh person in history reported a case. And it comes from Alaska. Kenai Peninsula is the location. And in September, this man noticed a tender red bump in his right armpit. So everybody check your right armpit. And if you have a tender red bump, it could be Alaska pox. He then started, then it was fatigued, pain in the armpit and the shoulder. Finally hospitalized him on November 17th. They had to transfer him to a second hospital. He complained of burning pain, like uh, what they described as neuropathic nerve burning pain. And they had to get the CDC involved to determine it was Alaska pox, only the seventh person. And then this poor guy died from malnutrition, kidney and respiratory failure. Ooh. So this, this, uh, this, this Alaska pox is usually mild. But not this case. Now, how did he get it? Well, they don't know for sure. They think it could have been from a stray cat that he had taken into his house. No. Yes. Uh, cats. The cat was known to hunt other small mammals. Like he'd run around, I guess, and grab rats or mice. And, and it tested negative, but it could have carried the virus in its claws. All these weird viruses, like the AIDS virus and uh, obviously uh, the pandemic virus, they all come from animals originally. That, that was a bat. Even though it was likely a lab leak that created, allowed COVID to spread, it came originally from a bat. That's where they got the virus to test at the Wuhan lab. You never know what your dogs are going to bring in. I, I, let's not go there. Um, you have a dog, too. I have a dog too. I mean, I and could, you have a cat. I could get the monkey pox, the Alaska pox. <laughs> yeah, you could have it all. The dog pox. Uh, most most infections are supposed to be mild. Now, this guy said he was. Uh, this is why probably is the cat. He was scratched in the armpit by his cat. Oh, about a month before the rash began. So that's why they think the virus was in the claws. That's so weird. After you know, consuming some disgusting animal. Feed your cats at home. Don't let them roam the alleys. Uh, also, oh, man, this guy just, some people just had bad luck in life. This guy was undergoing cancer treatments. So his immune system was depressed. He was taking special cancer drugs. What are the odds, huh? So he takes in a cat. Cat likes to run around killing uh, little animals. And the cat brings home this terrible virus that... Uh, this guy's uh, system couldn't fight. Life is so unfair. It is. Really? I mean, hadn't he had enough? He had the cancer. Yes, that's not fair. He didn't need the Alaska pox. Uh, only seven cases ever. But, you know, see, most people don't, uh, don't get into contact with small animals or large animals. <laughs> Nothing good happens <laughs> what from do you getting mean? in contact with just wild animals that have been out there. A wild animal. Well, even... And even a stray cat. Yeah, see, I'm no, I'm I'm wary of stray cats. I'm wary of anything that's living out there, because who they interact with. <laughs> All right.
Well, it's not like you're not bringing mice and rats into your house, are you? No, I'm not. Right? You don't want your, you know. I, I don't. But, I, you know, there are some strays that I, I don't want people to never, you know, if they see a stray cat or a stray dog, I, I don't want people to. Oh, I see. That's yes. why you're upset. I was trying yeah. to figure out why. Yes. We have to say it. When something upsets you, just let okay. it out. That's uh, that's upsetting to me because I don't want people not to take in animals like dogs and cats that need a good home because they're going to be afraid that there's they're going to get a last. So you don't want stray out. cats stigmatized. Exactly. Right. Like the research did, didn't they didn't want monkeys stigmatized. Right. So they came up with mpox. Yes. Although I think there's another reason. But. <laughs> well, uh, everything everything has to have. <clears throat> a euphemism now. Now, when we come, uh, we come back at two o'clock. It's uh, gonna. We're gonna have on Emma Rivas. His son, her son, was murdered in 2016, and George Gascon. By the time the case went to trial, uh, would not have the killer tried with uh, gang enhancements, which of course would greatly lengthen the sentence. And Emma Rivas got into it with Gascon at last week's debate between Gascon and other deputy DAs. Uh, also, you go to our uh, Twitter page, at John Cobalt Radio, and uh, there's the 12 people running for L.A. County District Attorney because we're only three weeks and a day away. So choose vote there. We're doing an online poll. Not scientific. Ignore the percentages on the right hand of the screen. Those are not accurate. Just a quirk of Twitter. But uh, we will give you the results tomorrow. So vote at John Cobalt Radio on Twitter or X. Deborah Mark is live in the KFI 24-hour newsroom. Hey, you've been listening to the John Cobalt Show podcast. You can always hear the show live on KFI AM 640 from 1 to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday. And, of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct, but most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. 
have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.